Howdy, Yaksimash, and good morning. How are you doing? Uh, good, a big check. Welcome to all the Red Sea Catholic Radio listeners. I am Darren Sincouli. I'm coming to you live from Granny's Kitchen again here at Blessings Christian's Gift and Christian Gifts in West. And uh, I have a good uh, group of guests here with us today. Uh, today is August, uh, not August, it's November the 29th, uh, 2023. And it's a beautiful day outside. I'm looking out, out the window here at Granny's Kitchen, and um, you're listening to Red Sea Catholic Radio, religious education for the domestic church. Um, I want to welcome all of our listeners from the Brazos Valley KEDC 88.5 FM station and from Central Texas KYAR 98.3 FM and in Palestine uh, KNIF 107.9 and all of you listening online at redcradio.org or on the Red Sea Radio app. Welcome, everybody. Uh, back in the studio, we have uh, Dennis Maka at the controls. And here in the kitchen with us and behind the scenes is Deacon Robin and, and uh, Kayla Bruner. Uh, we have uh, uh, three wonderful guests with us today. <clears throat> and uh, let me just introduce them real quick. We have Matt Hickel and uh, Cheryl Helsher and Bobby Jettelina, and they are all with the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Uh, Matt and Cheryl are from the West uh, Society, as well as uh, Bobby is from the Waco uh, Conference. So, Conference Society, um, is, that a, is there a difference? <laughs> well, a little bit. A little bit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get into all of that. So, um, I brought in these guests today because they do some awesome works, and, and we listen to the gospel reading this past Sunday, and and where Jesus, from Matthew, Jesus was talking about the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, mainly the corporal works of mercy. And um, what providential timing, actually, the way that this worked out to have you all as guests today. So um, I guess I'll start. Um, um, who is, for before we get into it, who is St. Vincent de Paul? I don't know who wants to tackle that one. Matt? I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. Uh, St. Vincent de Paul was born uh, on April 24, 1581 in southwest France. And uh, at the age of 15, he was found you know, be intellectual. And so they sent him to school when, uh, to study theology with the uh, Franciscans. Mm-hmm. And he became ordained in 1600. And then he went to uh, uh, the University of Toulouse, and he graduated there in 1604. And uh, after that, in 1605, he was, uh, uh, during a sea voyage, he was seized by Turkish pirates and sold into slavery. And not a lot of people know that. Uh, And he was in captivity for two years. And he converted the owner to Christianity. Really? So he escaped along with, uh, the owner did, along with uh, St. Vincent Paul. And St. Vincent Paul went back to Rome for a year to study some more. And uh, after that, he was assigned to a wealthy aristocratic family in uh, Paris, France, to tutor and to uh, be a spiritual advisor for this family. Well, while he was there, he heard the confession of a poor dying peasant, and that changed his heart. That's when he started ministering to the poor and setting up uh, institutions to help the poor. 
uh, one of the first ones he set up. Uh, well, first he started the Congregation of the Mission, which is now known as Vincentian Priest. He started them in order to go to rural areas and to poor people and to help them out. And also to form new priests. You know, he brought in a lot of new priests because at that time there was a shortage. And so he did that. And then he started what's called the uh, Congregation of the Mission in 1625, which was uh, a loose association of lay women mm -hmm. who were fairly rich. And so he had them, uh, you know, feed, you know, help, you know, so he pointed to here, we need, you know, people to feed in poor parts of France, uh, in poor parts of Paris, um, and also to minister their sick. And then uh, he started, uh, along with St. Louis de Marillac, he co-founded the daughter, Daughters of Charity. So the same Daughters of Charity that run the hospitals? Yes, the same one that's still here. Yes, wow. it's the same group. And this is 200 years before the start of the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Wow. And uh, I did not know that. He, yeah, he's a patron saint of charitable organizations and the poor. That is cool. So, I did. I learned something every day. Yeah. I, I was I always wondered about the Sisters of Charity, uh, yes. Daughters of Charity. And yes. I experienced them when I was in the hospital myself. Oh, okay. And, and, yes, that's part, part of the same group. Wow. <laughs> They've been around a long time. Yeah. Okay. And and so, uh, of course, he's St. Vincent de Paul. When when did he become a saint? He he became a saint. He, it's, he was canonized in 1737 by... By Pope Clement Clement the Twelfth, Pope Clement the Twelfth, huh? <laughs> so, and and, uh, and right now, uh, his incorrupt heart is uh, on display at the uh, uh, can be found at the Convent of the Sisters of Charity in Paris. Did you say incorrupt heart? Incorrupt heart. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. that I didn't either. <laughs> I just read that yesterday, so yeah. that's how I know. <laughs> that's that's I, I think that surprised me too. <laughs> that is awesome, and and so I guess people make pilgrimages there to Paris to see yeah. uh, and and see his yes. incorrupt heart. And it's, is it on display? I, I guess I don't know if it is or not. It, I didn't see if it was on display or not. Huh. Uh, it's at the convent there. Wow. Can I also say that um, <clears throat> our our uh, what miracles are attributed to a sainthood? Um, a nun was cured of ulcers, and a laywoman was healed of paralysis. Yeah. Wow. And his feast day is September the 27th. Right. Yes, September 27th. <laughs> right. That happened to be the day that I contacted y'all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is all providential. See, he's communicating. <laughs> yes, uh -huh. for sure. Um, so... You'd mentioned the Vincentian. I know. I know. I hear your spot on the radio. Uh, you and fellow Vincentians, but is but you said they were priests. Uh, so are there the lay? Vincentian. There's lay Vincentians, or, or right? The Society of Saint. The, the lay part was started in, uh, uh, I think, eighteen thirty-three by uh, twenty-three. Twenty-three by Blessed Frederick Ozanam. Right. Okay. He started as a. He was twenty years old when he started it. Bobby, right. Bobby. Yeah, I could talk. To talk to this. Um, uh, Frederick Ozanam was, uh, I won't go into his full background, but he, uh, he was a student and um, he was, he was sin somewhat lost in his faith. And uh, 
uh, because of, um, and, I've, and I'm sorry that I don't have the name of the person uh, who helped guide him and lead him on this path, um, but at the age of 20, he and six other students uh, created the Society of St. Vincent. Well, actually, they, they originally, uh, the Society was called the Conference of Charity, and, uh, and later became the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. But the, the group that met saw the need in France or in Paris for uh, those who were, uh, who were ill, you know, sick, who were uh, poor, who had uh, need of food, clothing. And um, so the main objective was to help impoverished people living in the slums of Paris. And a quote that's attributed to Frederick Ozanam, we must do what is agreeable to God, therefore we must do what our Lord Jesus Christ did when preaching the gospel. Let us go to the poor. Uh, and he was beatified by Pope John Paul II in 1997. So we're still praying for his sainthood. So he's blessed. He's blessed, blessed. correct. Blessed. So first, I guess, the, the, the thing that uh, still strikes me, you know, this timing of this, this past Sunday's gospel was, uh, you know, what can we do? Did You know, if we clothe the naked, if we went and, and feed the hungry, visit the sick, you know, and the imprisoned, uh, when we participate like that, uh, and, and do those works of corporal works of mercy, Jesus said that we're doing them to him. Correct. Yes. How does that make you feel as a, a Vincentian? You know, I mean, does that bring you uh, any consolation or, or does it move your heart? What? Let me back up, I guess. What drew you, I don't know whichever one you want to start first, what drew you into the society? Is it because of the works of charity or you, you have a, a soft heart? What, 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 what do you think? <laughs> I'll, I'll start with that one. I, I think what I had heard of St. Vincent de Paul Society when I was young and living in Waco. Mm -hmm. That was one of the first in Texas was at St. Mary's, which later dissolved. Uh, but for West, I, you know, we weren't that familiar with the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. And during the explosion, they came to our rescue. And through the, that time, they brought in what's referred to as a house in a box, which they brought over, I think, 150 to the area, which consisted of mattresses, linens, chairs, you know, things to, for, to set up a household. Mm -hmm. You know, if you went and had to rent an apartment unfurnished, you had the stuff there for you. And going out, they, you know, they, they met the needs of the people, whether it be giving them gift cards so they could run into Waco or run somewhere to go get clothing or, you know, personal hygiene stuff. That, that need, once they were here in West, they realized and went to Father Ed and said, y'all got an ongoing need. This wasn't a one-time thing that y'all need help. You've got plenty of people that are still living in poverty. And, you know, at first I thought myself, well, there's not that many, you know, I guess just unaware. But once we started going out and visiting and, and we got a, a group set up, they're called conferences, each individual conference. I think there's 42 or so in the Austin Council. And once we started going out and, and reaching out to the people, we found there's plenty of need. People mm -hmm. living in housing that wasn't decent. 
people that couldn't pay their bills that were skimping on groceries or uh, even their medications just so they could pay their rent, you know. So that's that was our purpose. And really, it just you learn so much from these people. It gives you a feeling of satisfaction, but it also you learn so much. You feel so blessed by the people you meet because they're just all sorts of people that you come across and you learn not to judge because everybody's got a different background and why they are in the situation they're in. Right. You know, they're the saying, you know, they're, but for the grace of God goes, you know, yourself. And, and that's so true because you can see that so often, especially in some of the single parents who are dealing with the issues they're dealing with. Yeah. You know, in, in some of my reading, um, you know, in, in section six of the uh, catechism uh, that talks of the love, the love, love for the poor, uh, it, it really addresses this need that people have and how and father father said this in his homily sunday do you love jesus if you love jesus you're going to do these things if you're not doing these things do you really love jesus you know do you love your neighbor and and that struck me um you know deacon and i were were talking before the show and and uh one of the other things is is in in proverbs uh chapter 1 verse 22 21 it says Whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner, but blessed is he who is generous to the poor. How blessed each of you are for for donating your time, your treasure, uh, your talents that you you uh, share with those that are in need. Um, so, who all? So, I'm going to address these conferences, I guess, one at a time. How many members are in the West Conference? Conference. Uh, right now we have 13 active members. 13 active members. And how many are in the Waco Conference? Uh, there are 33. 33. And, um, and that doesn't include, well, there are 33, but we do have a distinction of, a, of an associate member as opposed to a full member. Mm-hmm. And uh, really one of the biggest differences is a full member has the voting privilege. Okay. Uh, whenever we consider our cases and um, and and the requirement that they attend meetings uh, because the meetings are are almost a core of who we are because through the meetings we learn and we discuss on how to help and um, who our neighbor is and um, just in which direction to go forward and so like I said 33. Okay. One thing, Darren, that I was going to mention too is this we're blessed by being in this, but this is really not just, it's not a club you just join. No. It is a ministry, it is a vocation. And that's the reason we differentiate between an active member and an associate member, because an associate member may not have the time to dedicate that part of their life to that right now. They maybe can't attend meetings and, and grow spiritually and build the bond between these members. Mm-hmm. So they'll be an associate member and they're usually contributing in that financially and you know when they can attend meetings. But to be an active member, it really is, it's a vocation. You, mm-hmm. you go through a lot of training, you're gonna attend these meetings, you're going to have the spiritual part is a big, big part of the ministry and, and for example we have one associate member who for reason uh, can't uh, attend meetings uh, she speaks spanish so if we have somebody that get a case that where the uh, 
family only speaks Spanish, she's more than willing to come on the case with us oh. to help us out. That's that's a ministry yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so what are the things that the the conference provides to those that are in need? I know, money is is one thing, but there's bound to be other things. What, well, it's, we we never give money. Uh-huh. we you know for example, if somebody uh, needs help with electric or rent, we don't give them the money to pay with pay for it. We pay the company ourselves, the, the landlord or the electric company. We send them the check. Okay. And and so you visit with these folks. You, who is So is there someone that's assigned to get the case that do the people yeah. contact you or are they referred to y'all or what's, how does that work? Um, Most of the time it's uh, somebody will refer them to us and they will call the St. Vincent Paul number mm-hmm. and a person who answers the phone will do a case intake. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be assigned to uh, two members. We always go in pairs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll do a home visit. And most people find that a lot more comfortable than having to sit in the office, you know, especially if they have little kids running around. Yeah. You know, they feel more comfortable at home. And we want them to feel comfortable. You know, we're not a government agency, you know, just taking data. You know, mm-hmm. we want them to feel comfortable and that we care about them. Mm-hmm. So, so in, in that, uh, visit you get to see uh i'm, I'm, I'm guessing mm-hmm. all of y'all have gone mm-hmm. you get to see what kind of environment that yes. they live right. in yes uh and and i'm sure it tugs at your heartstrings to yes and it's kind of and you, it's it's very common actually that you'll walk into a home they're nervous at first a lot of times in tears and you'll sit down with them and start looking around and you know hey is that your grandkids up there hey is this you know you start a conversation get to know them they're our neighbors is how we refer to them not a client they're our neighbors yeah. And so once we get in there and we start visiting with them, we start noticing things that they may have called because they just said they needed groceries, for instance, you know, that they're out of groceries. And we'll commonly take a bag with us when we go. But you start looking around and you say, well, you know, we noticed that the window sills, everything's leaking. They're talking about their electric bill being sky high. And we'll say, well, you know, is there something we could do to help with that? You know, so we'll start noticing other things and also noticing things that I I remember one case a few years ago where we went in there and the lady had all these neat craft things she had done. She's very artistic. She had made all sorts of stuff, sewing and crocheting and all sorts of stuff. And so we mentioned to her, have you thought about selling those or, you know, going to a craft fairs or, you know, talking to a local vendors here? And she had said, you know, no, I I don't know if they're that good. So giving her that encouragement just said, hey, you've got a talent. They maybe could help you with some of this extra money to pay your bills. Mm-hmm. You know, so being there in person is means a lot. And we always, always, always go in twos. You never go to home alone. You always go with two people. So when you're there and, and you see someone in distress, do you y'all have the ability to minister to minister to them to yes. let them know that they're loved, that mm-hmm. God Oh, absolutely. That is a that again is a very basic um responsibility of ours and uh we you know we we struggle but we we try to learn the best approach and uh, um that's uh we pray before we enter the house we pray with uh our neighbors we pray when we leave the house uh for guidance yeah yeah and and to see the face of christ Yes, yeah. I say every meeting. That's we we talk about that seeing the face of Jesus and everybody 
that we go visit. That is key right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I could tell you some yeah. side <laughs> stories with that. Uh, you know, uh, there were, uh, uh, maybe I'll save it if we have if we get close on time. Uh, there, uh, so y- y'all see that environment. You deal with probably many cases. It has to take a toll on each of you individually. Um, what about your support? What? How does that work? Do y'all uh, y'all have your conference meetings? Do y'all do y'all dis- pray and discuss mm-hmm. this and, and lean on each other because it's it's got to tear at your heart. Well, I know in our conference, the mm-hmm. first thirty minutes is all spiritual. It's uh, usually a reflection. We read the gospel of the upcoming Sunday, or if it's a feast day, we read that. And then there's a Vincentian meditation, and then. A kind of a discussion question, and we talk about that. Mm. We've also started this serving and hope, which is materials that St. Yeah. Vincent Paul Society provides us. Right. You know, they have a, just a plethora of yes. different types of training materials, and that serving and hope makes you stop and realize, you know, and about judging people, about being more um, open to their needs, spotting things, and right. that's that's why a lot of times we'll pair up, we'll get a a male and female, or you know, sometimes it's married couple that'll go. And because notice different things, <laughs> you'll see something totally different than I might see. I might yeah. notice, you know, the stove isn't working right when they're worried about, you know, something totally different. Right. You know, the, the things that we notice makes a big difference, too, in how we can help them. Um, so. When you serve them with with by paying their bills, um, it just so happens that this past Sunday, another providential thing uh, in our bulletin was the the uh, breakout of, of what the conference does in West. And um, I, I notice here paying not only utility bills, but mortgage, rent, right. mm-hmm. uh, school supplies, school supplies, mm-hmm. medical bills, uh, lodging, uh, temporary lodging. Uh, Maybe somebody got kicked out of their house. I'm guessing mm-hmm. y'all have seen something like mm-hmm. that. Transportation. Somebody's cars broke down. They can't get to work mm-hmm. to provide for their family. Right. Yes. Um, uh, funeral. I see funeral in here. Yes. I'm sure there are people that probably can't even afford to uh, pay for the funeral service or buy mm-hmm. a cemetery plot right. for their loved one. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, that that falls right in with the corporal works mm-hmm. of mercy. It does. And there's, there's really no limit to, you know. Yeah. Of what we will help, you know. That's one of the rules. Yeah. There's a book called The Rule. Uh-huh. Find a way. And one of them says, you know, there's nothing foreign to what we can do. In other words, we're not a government agency that's going to ask about your income. But we do try to ask those things to help them with their budget. But we're not going to base our choice of of how to help them. Well, you make enough money, you shouldn't get this. You know, we're we're not there to judge them in that way. We're there to assist. Because mm-hmm. we've know. had cases where. Uh, both the man and wife had good jobs, but maybe he got in a car wreck and she got sick mm-hmm. and couldn't work. You know, neither one could work for a month and need help with the rent for that month, mm-hmm. you know, and helping for a month and they're on their way again. So with. Uh, it's got a, well, it's a sacrifice of your time and your and your your talents and treasures. What do you? What kind of message do you have for the lay people uh, that are not part of the conference? I, I know I hear your your your, your advertisement on the radio where we're looking for right. new members, but mm-hmm. it's not just to be a member, but it's also the support. Right. And 
I feel a lot of times more blessed than the people we, you know, they help me more than I help them. Yeah. You know, as far as, you know, being a blessing. Because some of these, some of the people, you find so much faith, you know, they just know everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they may have nothing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Christmas around the corner and, and this time of Advent, you know, we, it's a time of, of reflection and, and uh, time to maybe make a little bit of sacrifice as well. Uh, you know, what, what can the lay people do? How, how can they help your well, conferences? Uh, uh, I, well, especially with my, my conference in Waco, um, as, as we are the only conference, um, I mean, on the perimeters, you have West, you have McGregor, St. Eugene's has a conference, uh, Christ the King in Belton has a conference. Um, and primarily we, well, we try to help within our parish boundaries, but we found that where we're located, which is West Waco, there is not as great of a need. Not that there isn't a need, because as Cheryl said, sometimes you don't realize, I mean, they're living on the edge. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but the, um, the biggest, uh, challenge is to, to find those people. But in Waco itself, in every part of the city, um, we found, because you don't have to be Catholic, let me just stress that, mm. to receive our help. Uh, and, um, and most times they aren't. But um, again, as Cheryl said, we're not a government agency, so you know we're not restricted by certain rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, what I would say to someone listening, uh, in in terms of perhaps just the idea of getting involved, uh, attend one of our meetings. We open, we open. Uh, now there's a part of our meeting that is closed that we would invite them to recuse themselves, but uh, but to see how, as uh, Matt said, we uh, uh, our uh, our breakdown of the society uh, is in the form of spirituality, um, friendship, and help me with the third, which is <laughs> helping the poor. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, but, but in other words, like a pie graph, yeah. and there's a third, and, um, and we incorporate all of that. I mean, the fellowship is just as important because it's through that, the contact that we have with each other that we learn each other's hearts, and they learn ours, and we can better help our neighbors. It sounds like a different way of having a party, but it is a party. And uh, but then again, the spirituality. Um, okay, and I digress. I'm moving through this, but as I said, we invite people, and I'm sure Wes does the same. We invite even non-Catholics. We mm-hmm. we we embrace anyone who has the desire to be open-minded, open-hearted, and, um, and see how they can help. Mm. So uh, uh, the process of becoming a Vincentian is one of a discernment. In other words, uh, uh, after you've come to a meeting, after you've gotten involved, um, we have people, and they're not in our society, but we do Meals on Wheels in West Waco. Um, 
and we also receive bread from Panera off of 8th Street. Um, those are little um, mini ministries, okay, in which we uh, help. And so others, well, these, these, these um, people who come in can help that way. They learn a little bit more. They work with the Vincentians. And then over a three to six month period of discernment, because like Cheryl said, it is a vocation. Don't mm-hmm. We do not take it lightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a life commitment. Mm-hmm. It's not a club. Mm-hmm. And um, um, so with that said, um, I, I, I might, uh, let, I might um, communicate what I found um, to answer the question, what makes of incension? Uh, incensions dedicate themselves to those in need, share in spirituality, promote a life of prayer and reflection, and work together to bring the most aid and comfort they can to their neighbors. It is a community of action, transforming concern for those in need into concrete service and understanding. But I can't emphasize enough, There's, we have a need, as West probably has, has a need, of more involvement by all people. Mm-hmm. And uh, at some point in this program, I'm sure we'll give our phone numbers and uh, and we we encourage people to reach out. Yes, and also you know yeah. <clears throat> monetary donations. Oh yes. help out that that you know that's how we fund yeah. uh, everybody. Well, yeah. I want to cover like for the past year yeah. the money that came from the West Parish from the Church of the Assumption. Uh, we took in $64,000, a little over 64000 and paid out to the needy through all various, you know, different types of services needed, uh, 62327 And when I totaled up for the past, we've been, we've been doing this for, well, April of 2024 will be 10 years. Mm-hmm. So a little over nine and a half years I put into the download, and it, we've covered over $410,000 that our parish has donated, and we've been the conduit to get it out to the needy. Uh, and yeah. I was looking at this number, we're talking with Deacon, it just seems like that need of 62000 and God's provided a little oh, yes. more than what you've needed. It's amazing 60, how he does that. Isn't, isn't <laughs> yes. it? We can spend 900 something. I remember one of the first years we went and bought hams, and I think hams and turkeys, if I right. remember right, for Christmas time. And we were, you know, oh, gosh, I hope we have enough and everything. We bought, I think we spent like $930-something at H-E-B. And within a day or so, we had a check for almost the exact same amount where yeah. somebody wanted to clear out their bank account, you know, and make, giving a donation where they pay their taxes, yeah. you know, almost exactly what we just spent. It's just, it's amazing how that works. That's, that, you know? It's amazing how, like, uh, every year we give uh, gift cards for students who need school supplies, who, mm-hmm. you know, parents might not be able to afford them. And it seems like every time we give the money out, the cards out, a big check comes in. <laughs> yeah, wow. something to cover it. Yeah. Wow. One thing I was going to mention, though, too, after what Bobby was talking about, about what a, is, what a Vincentian is and what it means to me to be that, is you will find that your life changes drastically mm-hmm. after you've been through the training and done this for a while. You look at it, you realize that everything, not just your life, your spiritual life with the Vincentians, but you notice, well, at the time for the, up until a few years ago, I was still working full time. And you notice that your attitude towards your coworkers, your attitude towards your family, everything, you see somebody panhandling, your attitude when you look at them is going to be a whole lot different. Mm 
than what it was before where you might have judged them and thought, you know, why don't you get a job? You know, when you see somebody panhandling, you'll think now about the compassion. What what brought them to that place? Yeah, that's yeah. Jesus changing your heart. Yes, and just, definitely. And, and changing your, and just little things that I notice myself doing is, you know, I might be at H-E-B, you know, at the grocery cart and somebody with a few items might be behind me. I'll say, you go ahead and go ahead of me. You know, mm -hmm. just little things like that that. Uh, or saying hi to somebody that looks like they're a little down. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's easy for us to to walk away, walk away, and, mm -hmm. and just oh, don't talk to me. And and then there is there there are people that abuse uh, uh, yeah, these right. systems, these these organizations mm -hmm. that right. give. Uh, but you know when we we we're giving with our heart, mm -hmm. Jesus knows what 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 we mean, what, what our, our heart is to, yeah. to actually and, love right. our neighbor. You're right. There are some people that try to abuse it, but uh, most people are pretty honest with this. Mm -hmm. And and I would, like I tell our conference, I say, I'd rather err on the side of giving money than withholding something from somebody that really needed yeah. it. Mm -hmm. We encourage them to be, you know, self-sufficient. Yeah. And, you know, and of course, the honesty too, but self-sufficient with this. But there are some cases, which I had mentioned to you before we went on air, about uh, like a 40-year-old man that we helped um, to get a truck driving license. He wanted to get a CDL. And we helped him with that tuition, and he went through the program. He was a go-getter and went ahead and got his hazmat also. Got caught up on all the child support he owed, was able to move out from his family and live on his own again. And then started contributing to, you know, to right. St. Vincent de Paul. But in other words, there, there are a lot of successful cases, and there's some that we just have to keep encouraging and pray right. about. Mm -hmm. you know? But one thing, too, I was going to mention real quick, too, when he mentioned about parts of the meeting that people can't stay in for, that is because we keep everything very confidential. Yeah. And in a small town like West, we have to be very careful right. because everybody knows everybody. As we all know, we're all kin. And, you know, so we don't mention names. We don't. If I see somebody in the grocery store that we've helped, I might nod, you know, good morning or something as I would anybody. But we're not going to address them. Oh, how's it going? You know, we're, we're going to keep this very confidential. Sure. Yeah. So so is there are there any other stories that you might you want to keep them anonymous? I know. But is there any story? Just one that maybe, Bobby, you could share that somebody mm -hmm. was impacted and, and it, you can tell. Well, um, we had one of our first cases. Um, and uh, our, our conference was formed um, February 2nd, the 22nd of 22. So I can always remember that date. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and therefore, uh, we, were, we were an infant conference. And therefore, uh, the money we had, we were... We were cautious in in spending it because we we were we we were given this in trust by our parishioners to help others, but again uh, we want to be prudent. So uh, we had a case come up of a lady who had had um, uh, some medical issue that put her into a diabetic coma. She had she had three small kids. She was divorced. Um, the husband did help with the kids while she was in the coma. They um, uh, and they were struggling. The mother was struggling to be able, uh, even though she didn't know it. Uh, but she had a house, and so there was there was monthly rent. Well, this um, situation became over a year. She was blessed that the um, the landlord uh, didn't uh, in, incur um, or she didn't incur penalties. 
but it accumulated to eight thousand dollars. And with um, with the contribution from uh, my conference, along with what we call a copay, and that's if you will imagine a family and somebody in the family is struggling, everybody pulls together and helps that member, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we do that through our copay pro program. And so all the other conferences are sent out information, um, and they're asked if, they, if they're able to provide a pledge. Mm -hmm. With that, along with, and I have to include the, the, the council level, um, we were able to raise the to total $8,000 within maybe three weeks. Wow. Uh, again, there was no time restrictions because the landlord was flexible. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll be honest, too, we did make sure all was up and above board, you know, sometimes, again. But, again, that's that's some money contributed to help those who are really in need. And so I just look at that as um, um, a blessing to know that such a large amount was able to be attained, and we helped someone who did need our help. Mm -hmm. So, I was uh, before we we're getting close to wrapping up here. Um, how does someone get in touch with? Let's start with the Waco conference. What's how do they? Is there a phone number to call? Uh, and when are your meetings? If you want to share, some yes, of that? Uh, I will. Um, <clears throat> Um, this, um, we meet, uh, St. Jerome's Catholic Church, um, is our home and, um, we meet at the Mother Teresa Family and Youth Center on the grounds every second and fourth Thursday from 6.15 until 7.30. Actually, it, uh, it's right after we have our, uh, daily mass on Thursdays, which are at 5.30. So you can attend mass. And following that, uh, uh, come to the meeting. Um, I can, I can't, I, I could give you the, our, our number, but our number is really reserved for when a neighbor is in need. Okay. Uh, I, if it's all right to give my own number, uh, I don't mind. Uh, Bobby Jettelina, um, and my number is 254 723 0652. Again, I don't mind being called because especially, as I said, um, we are seeking uh, additional hands. And so, um, you know, even just in a curiosity, you're very welcome to attend. Thank you, Bobby. Uh, yeah, uh, our number is 254-297-9190. Uh, and usually on Tuesdays and Thursdays, there's somebody available to answer the phone. If not, you can leave a message and somebody will get back to you, usually within a few, couple hours. And our, if anybody wants to send a contribution, you can send it to P.O. Box 462, West Texas, 76640. Okay. No, 76691. 76691. I, I get it, Max. Yeah. <laughs> we're in West. Yeah, we're in West. 76691. Yeah. Uh, and uh, also, our meetings are on the first and third Thursdays at one at, at six fifteen, and on the first Thursday we meet at St. Joseph Hall, and on the second Thursday we meet in the Paris Center. Okay. So, um, to just to repeat, Bobby, your 
cell phone number to reach you to if someone wants to ha ask more information or to inquire about uh, helping uh, St. Vincent de Paul there in Waco. It's 254-723-0652. Correct. And then for West, uh, they can contact uh, uh, 254-297-1910. Oh. Do it again. <laughs> Two, 254-297-9190. And that's both our line for assistance or if you're just interested in talking and helping us. Okay. Well, this, is, this has been a, a good visit with you. Um, we've got a couple of minutes left. Um, is there... Christmas coming up. Y'all, y'all do things uh, yes. to help help yes. out. Uh, yes. Your yes. Yes. <laughs> neighbors. As a matter of fact, we're going to all those that we've helped in the last couple of years. Uh, we're going to give each family two fifty dollar gift certificates to uh, the West Food Mart, for, awesome. so they can have a good Christmas dinner. And for the children, we're having uh, <clears throat> gifts made up, individual awesome. gifts made up for them. Awesome. How about Waco? Well. Uh, uh, we we um, we help again with Meals on Wheels, and so um, in that um, process, um, we've put together some small um, I, uh, a few items that um, again it, they're mostly elderly uh, who we uh, who we serve, and uh, oh, and um, we also have an Advent project with our CCE program at Saint Jerome in which. They contribute. Thank you. Well, that is good information. And, and I want to thank each of you, uh, Bobby Jettelina from the Waco St. Vincent de Paul Conference, and then Matt Hickel and Cheryl Helsher from the West uh, Conference. Thank you all for being here today and, and for uh, sharing uh, what it takes to be uh, a Vincentian and what you do. And, and Thank you for living the gospel and uh, sharing the gospel by y'all's charitable work. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. And uh, we are about to take a break here to go uh, to our second part. So uh, back in the studio is Dennis Maka. Uh, Dennis, are you there? Yeah, Darren, you went about 30 seconds over. <laughs> well, what else is new? <laughs> All right. 